This is Courtney. This is Kimberly. You are listening to the show within the show, Living on the L-Edge. Come live with us. We're talking about the road to recovery and sobriety and how to vibe and maintain a happy and healthy lifestyle. Hey, welcome to the Sober Vibes podcast. It is the show within the show, Living on the L-Edge Day. Sister? What's up? There might be, it might sound like Kim's a little bit far away because she had to dial into this recording. We're having some technical difficulties over here. Right. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. So Kim dialed in and, but we're looking at each other, aren't we, sissy? Yep. We sure are. Video. Yeah. So it's been a minute since Sissy and I have brought you an episode. I guess our last episode was in July. God, what did we talk about? Are you serious? Yeah. You've been too long. Well, I mean, we talk every day, but for the pod, well, I mean, you were traveling. I don't even know. I don't even know what we talked about anyways, but what we're going to talk about today on today's podcast episode, as my sister and I have been talking and this conversation always gets brought up in our combos, it's about reactive abuse. Mm. Reactive abuse. Because reactive abuse is a motherfucker. Yeah, it really is. And toxic and manipulative people bet on it. Okay. Right. Because you are a real profesh when it comes to this topic. So why don't you explain what reactive abuse is? So reactive abuse is when someone's pretty much baiting you and is poking you, poking you, poking you, and you're trying to show all the signs of emotional intelligence that your therapist has taught you. And I mean, we're all fucking human beings and everybody has a breaking point. So when you finally react to the abuse and the bullshit and then everything gets fun on you and you end up being the quote unquote crazy one. Mm-hmm. That's some bullshit. But who, who are the types of people though, who initiate the reactive abuse or initiate this? Who are the people? Narcissist. Mm. Could you say some narcissist and 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 toxic people? You know, not just narcissists, but narcissists. I find solely depend on people being reactive. You know, so it gives them like a window to excuse any of their behavior, and then they just totally deflect from whatever was taking place. It's a real son of a bitch. Right. But would you also say two people with some mental health issues could, you know, like borderline personality disorder, maybe two could use. A hundred percent. Alcoholics. Yeah. 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 And sick people. I mean, it's a, it's a manipulation tactic. So, you know, for people to. Anybody who's not trying to take any accountability or ownership of the things that they've done, you know? Right. Well, and but reactive abuse, though, would also go under like gaslighting, stonewalling. 
gaslighting, stonewalling, circulation, like all of it. It's crazy. What's circulation? It's like, I'm sorry. I was looking at Drexel. I was thinking about how cute he was. I meant triangulation. Like when you're like using another person to like, it's like a, a cycle to like get you upset. A third person party. Mm. it's not fun no but so how though do you break it (laughs) how do you break not being a part of reactive abuse well it is I think you have to realize that you're in a friendship a relationship a partnership family dynamics I think first you have to realize that you're in an abusive situation and understand the psychology of what's going on. So a lot of times until you figure that out, it's like you're already real deep in it. So, but once you do are made aware of it, that it's happening, you know, like you and seeing the signs of how things are playing out in the conversation, you just, it's hard. It's hard. It took me years. Mm-hmm. To do not, do not be reactory. And I'm starting to be like that, not just in, you know, my last relationship, but also with people like in society or at work or, you know, now I'm at a point where I'm reacting less and just like not engaging. Because a lot of these way people are, man, I'm like, come to a place where it's like, that just shows more about them and less about me. It doesn't have shit to do with me. So like to get myself all amped up and worked up and react, I just like, don't have it in me anymore to, to get in there like that. I mean, I will, if it's some fuck shit, but I really try not to, because as you know, with me, like, I kind of like, When I go hard, I go hard. Shit gets real. And then I always end up being careful. Well, yeah, because you articulate yourself and you're really good with going with the fucking where it hurts people and their testicles. But but I do have to say, I think as you get older and you have been a product of, you know, of you've been on the receiving end of some type of an emotional abuse relationship, whether it be a partner, a parent, a sibling, a friend, you just get tired. And as you said, as you get older, you just don't want, it's like, I am just wasting my breath because I see you for who you are and what you're trying to do. And I recognize this because I have worked on myself and I'm not putting up with the bullshit anymore. So like me trying to explain get you to see a side, it's never going to happen. Yeah. It's, you got to like manage your expectations with people. Right. But like, like you said, you just get like tired. Like I don't want to have to explain and, you know, have somebody try to see something from my side or try to get somebody to get a case of act right. Like if they don't got it, they don't got it. You know, if they're not treating me right, then it's like, uh, now I'm at the point where, all right, that doesn't really, uh, that doesn't fit, you know, that's not going to work for me. Our morals don't align with each other. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't 
you know, you can't just be out here treating people any, any fucking way. Well, you can, and if that's your own, if that's your own, if that's how you want to live your life, that's how a person wants to live their life. They're going to keep doing it. Yeah, you're right. You can, but I'm not here to explain how to be a civilized human being anymore. Yeah, well, I do say I have seen that growth in you in the past couple of years of where you stopped ex- like wanting other people to see your side and just where it's just like there's no need to because in the end, when you realize who you're dealing with, it's just it's a waste of breath. Yeah, it's a waste of breath. It's a waste of time. Like, can't do it anymore, sister. No, I get so- it. No, thank you. Yeah. So with the re- with the reactive abuse, yeah, it's it's a vicious cycle, and I really think like that comes with unfortunately like a lot of practice on how not to, you know, how not to like go off the deep end. But like I say, man, we're all human beings, and everybody has their breaking point. So you know, when you're invested time and feelings and think that someone, you know, cares about you in any type of relationship you're engaging in. So when someone's like fucking with you so bad, like at some point, like I'm also a fucking G and going to stick up for myself. But uh, usually it goes very south for the person who is reacting because they're being conditioned and they're being baited on it. So the abuser is is betting on it and will, for the most part, typically make it happen because they know what to do. And it's a, it's a sick game, you know? So it just comes down to the point where at some point it's like, all right, this person is clearly fucking with me. And if they supposedly care or love me, why would they want me activated in any type of way? Like, what the fuck is happening? Right. You know? Right. So then it gets to the point where it's like, all right, man, you want me all pissed off, which someone who I care about, I want them to have a great fucking day. I don't want them like, you know, I don't want them mad or upset or, you know, like anything bad. So, so it comes down to the point where it's like, this person clearly doesn't give a fuck. And needs me to play my part in a certain type of way so they don't look like the asshole. And it just, and then, you know, you go ham, do whatever, react however, and it's just, it's disgusting. It's fucking a disgusting manipulation tactic. There's a special for people who use that one. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why it's very, it makes you feel crazy. I mean, I was in a situation like that a couple of years back with a gal pal and it took me a while to see it. And then when I started understanding terms like, you know, like gaslighting and, and all of that, I was like, oh my God, I was bamboozled. <laughs> yeah. See, it took you a minute to like get there to took you a minute to get there you know to realize what was going on yeah and then there's definitely two when you see that and when you're in it then there's like a process of like 
you know, it's a grieving process and you get angry, you get, you get sad, you know, questioning like your own sanity and just being like, oh man, I'm, I'm bummed that happens because this can happen in friendships for sure. It can happen in any type of relationship. And then there was like some healing you have to do afterwards to understand personality like that and understand what happened to you and also to forgive yourself for being treated that way. Yeah. And allowing the behavior. Yeah. And allowing the behavior because that was one of those situations because, you know, I got pushed into a corner where then fucking I I fucking exploded and just told this person I had to tell this person to shut the fuck up so I could finish because I kept getting cut off and cut off and cut off. And so I got pushed into the corner and I told this person to shut the fuck up. And then it was, what happened to you? And I was like, bitch, it, I'm trying to talk like that. You're not letting me talk. So, and then it was just it, like, this person said like six, seven times, what happened to you? It, like, well, you poked me. That's what happened to me. Yeah, you've been fucking with me forever, and now I've had enough. Yeah, like I, I've had enough, and I'm I'm not some fucking kid. Like, and I think that that's too where that's very hard for, especially too for personalities like that. And if there's an age difference for for them to see you, like, dude, I'm I'm not this fucking kid. I'm a goddamn adult. So treat me as an adult. <laughs> Sometimes you well, just yeah. Not- she was trying to bulldoze, and she had been thinking that she had control of that friendship for how long you guys have been friends. And when you finally started to like fucking get hip to the game and realize what kind of fucking animal you were dealing with, you know, she resorted to those kind of manipulation tactics. And it's like, like she's like fucking holding her pearls and gasping, like, oh. I can't believe you talk to me like that. Like what's happened to you? Like, bitch, what, who the fuck, what are you saying? Like nothing's happened to me. I've allowed you to dictate this scenario for fucking ever. And now that I'm like using my words and giving you a little pushback, you don't like it. Sorry. The jig is up. I realize you're a goddamn sociopath period. Yeah. And I think that that's what's happened. What happens to people who are in some type of an emotionally abusive relationship, whether it be whoever, that they realize that the dynamic is changing. And then that is where that type of behavior comes out, where it is then gets into that reactive abuse because the game is not being played in their favor anymore. No. So they have to get back control. So it just all comes down to a control thing, huh? It sure does. Mm. Yep. They're fall in line, behave like you've been conditioned to behave. And if not, then there's going to be a lot of different tactics and narcissistic punishments and, you know, manipulation moves and deflecting and a lot of things are going to happen. And if you don't know what you're dealing with, you're going to sit there and feel like you are fucking crazy. But when you finally figure it out, it is the best. And the way to deal 
sometimes you have to deal with personalities like that. Sometimes you do, you know what I mean? Like be it in a work environment, you know, in life, there's so many different like people and how people are. So, you know, you, but for the most part, I, I choose not to, because I can't, it's like, it's so much work, you know, and I just, I'm, I'm done playing people's bullshit. So unless you're like emotionally intelligent and know how to communicate and use your words and actually want good for your friends, your partner, your wife, your husband, your kids, your parents, like then I, I just can't fuck with you because I don't have it in me anymore to, to fall in line and be conditioned and play a part in someone's life. Like those days are over. But this is where, when you start getting healthier, when you start getting healthier, this is where you grow and you're not willing to put up or be in any type of relationship or continue to play that part. Even if you still continue a relationship, like let's just say this is like your mom or sister, right? Like you still continue to play you still continue to be in the relationship, but it looks a lot different now. And that's why boundaries come into play. But like, you know, whether it's a friendship or a relationship that you leave a partnership that it's just like, as you grow to be healthier, you're in, you don't attract people like that anymore in your life because you see the flags and it's not easy for them to come in and prey upon weak. Exactly. Because yeah. it, it, it's a predatorial thing too. Yeah, it 100% is, you know? So, you know, and it comes down to just like loving yourself, I think, you know, and having confidence and having a healthy mindset. Because when you have a healthy mindset, when you start to see those like red flags, you're not going to accept them anymore. And you're like, oh, fuck, that's actually not chill at all like no thank you and then you know like, I mean people make mistakes whatever I get that but then when you start seeing a pattern of behavior you're like oh this isn't just like you know whatever this is actually like a pattern of behavior and who you are so and you gotta like you gotta look at how people are treating you but if someone's like pushing you to the point where they need you to react to get out of their own bullshit like that's a problem and it's fucking hella abusive and it's not okay. You know, so if someone needs to poke you and poke you and poke you, so you look like the fucking insane one, like what is hap- What are we doing here to each other people? That's just, that's crazy. There's enough shit going on in the world and internally with people to where like you want to fucking trigger someone and make them lose their mind, like, and sit back and watch and like, enjoy the show. That's crazy to me. That is crazy to me. But that's how sick people, sick people are. Fucking demented people, man. Well, yeah, but this kind of topic that we're talking about too, it's like, it goes back into where people can be triggered, where then, and triggered in, in, in such a way where then you can relapse and have a setback and, because that type of an emotional abuse, it it really is. It's like you got the fucking, you got the blanket pulled over your head, man. 
Yeah. And that's why when you're in like early recovery or like in recovery too, it's like so important to be so mindful of who is in your circle engaging with because that kind of behavior out of someone can push you to, you know, and push over the edge, Mm -hmm. like all the way over the edge. So you just have to be like super mindful about the type of people, but it's hard too, because in beginning recovery, like you're not, it's like you're you're getting sober, you know? So like all the mental and healing stuff that comes like next, that's not right off the rip. Like you stop using and then you're like, Oh, I'm a reformed person. I'm changed. Like fuck that. You got to unlearn like years and years and patterns of behavior and toxic traits that you, that you exhibited, you know, you got to unlearn all of that. So you got, it's like, takes a while. Takes a long time. To like get there mentally. For me, it took a while. You know, some people might, whatever. But for me, it, it took a minute, you know. And then I started like seeing like how my dynamic of friendships and relationships and my placeholder and our family dynamic. It took me a while to see like, like my place in people's lives. And mm-hmm. it was that was triggering. That was jarring. It's like, Oh my God, you know, but I, I had nobody to blame, but myself. And then when you start putting down boundaries with people and, and like using your words and articulating yourself in a fucking like one from a place of sobriety and two from a place of emotional intelligence, when you played a certain role and been a certain way for so long, people don't like that. They don't like it. Mm-mm. So you end up losing some relationships, which is fine because like, that's fine. It doesn't serve you anymore, but it's fucking wild. <laughs> it is. It's wild. Do you want to tell your story about Fatima yesterday? I think I was, I think I did reactive abuse yesterday. Yeah, I think you got I, you got rea- you you did reactive abuse yesterday because I mean you were pushed. Somebody was, but that was because somebody was on your steps of your home. I mean, this is where this conversation came from. Where I was like, "Oh, Kimmy, this would be a great topic for the podcast," because she explained to me what happened to her yesterday morning. Yeah, so I'm sleeping like a little angel, and you guys all know, like I suffer still from real bad insomnia. So I was like up all night. So I'm finally like getting some sleep. I'm in some REM and I wake up. I thought I was dreaming and someone's just like pounding on my door. Like they're the fucking police. I was like, what is happening? And then has the audacity to start ringing my doorbell like a crazy person. So little Drexel, really what got me up was Drexel was, he doesn't like being woken up from his naps either. So he's like going batshit. And I spring out of bed. I don't have any pants on. So I run downstairs and I'm like, who is it? And it's, nobody says anything. So I come downstairs and I was like, who is it? And it's a chick on the other side of my door. She's like, I have a question for you. And I said, okay, who is it? So she doesn't really tell me. I look out the pole. There's like a par- car that's parked like in my driveway, like fucking sideways like this bitch pulled up the door still open 
So I'm thinking like, one, I, it makes me nervous when people pop up like that because I, I think like maybe it's my sister or my fucking dad and they're coming over here because I'm not answering my phone because I'm like sleeping, you know? And so when I see some random girl, so I open the door, Drexel's like trying to get out and I'm like, yeah, girlfriend, what's up? And she's like, have you gotten any of my mail? And I was like, I'm sorry. And she's like, my mail. She's like, I'm waiting for my nursing license. I used to live here, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I just woke up. So I was a little confused. And I was like, I have not. And I was like, the only thing that I've gotten is something from the post office. So she did not like that answer. So then she like stepped forward to try to like come in my house. I was like, girl, I don't like have any, I just woke up. You know, so we were like going back and forth. I said, I can take down your phone number and like, if I get anything, I can call you. She's like, so what you're telling me is that you haven't gotten an email. Like, and she was just being like so combative and aggressive. So finally I like, I had had enough because I told her like fucking six times that I haven't gotten her mail. Like she just couldn't believe it. And she was invading my personal space. And it was weird. Like people are fucking weird out here. So I didn't know if like someone's in the car. They're trying to bum rush my head. I mean, I've been on an hip to the street. So, you know, in my head, I'm thinking everything is like a hustle still. You know, yeah. people are trying to get for me for my riches or steal my dog or like something. I don't know. Hey, it's Courtney. And I want to share another product with you today. You have asked, I have listened, I understand it all, but these are for the California sober peeps, all right? Are you seeking a refreshing and responsible way to unwind after a long day? Welcome to the world of relaxation with Cycling Frog THC seltzers. These seltzers are available in both light, two milligrams and medium, five milligrams level of potency. Beyond just relaxation, these hemp-based THC seltzers may offer potential therapeutic benefits, including reduced anxiety and stress, promoting a sense of overall well-being. Celebrate life, love, and happiness with a beverage that aligns with your conscious choices. Cycling Frog is redefining relaxation, making each sip a moment of mindful enjoyment. So if you're seeking a different choice of recreational relaxation or potential therapeutic benefits that hemp-based THC can offer, let Cycling Frog THC Seltzers be your go-to option. Available at cyclingfrog.com, that's C-Y-C-L-I-N-G-F-R-O-G.com. You can use the code SOBERVIBES2023 to get 20% off your first purchase. The link will be in the show notes below. And enjoy to all of you California sober peeps. I do have to say, because I have tried them, that the passion fruit light is very good. Very, very good. I enjoyed that one. So I hope you enjoy and let me know what you think of them. I want to share with you today about a new product that I love. Sober Vibes and Exact Nature have a shared mission, helping you get sober and thrive. Exact Nature's healthy, all-natural CBD products can help. They're made for changes in mood, focus, cravings, and sleep that can be a part of getting sober. 
Founded by a father and son, both in addiction recovery, they know these challenges firsthand and have created a line of products to amplify the hope in your journey. Exact Nature offers oils, soft gels, gummies, and creams, detox for cravings, serenity for calm and focus, and Z's for better sleep. There are thousands of CBD products on the market, but only Exact Natures are made for those of us in recovery. I'm a big fan of the serenity. For 20% off your order, use code SV20 for 20% off your order at exactnature.com. That is E-X-A-C-T-N-A-T-U-R-E.com. The link will also be in the show notes below. You can use that code now and all year long. It's time to start feeling your best self and you can learn more at exactnature.com. Again, the link is in the show notes. I strongly recommend CBD to help you along your sobriety and recovery journey. Exact Nature now offers free shipping on all orders. Hey, I would love to share with you something that I think could work great for you. Imagine you just got sober. You're working your program, checking in with a recovery sober coach, checking in with your sponsor, maintaining your employment and thriving. Now imagine none of your closest friends or family believe you. This is why I'm sharing this because early on in my sobriety, there was a couple of times Matt didn't believe that I was sober. So much trust is lost during active addiction and it can be hard to convince loved ones that things are different, that you're different. This is where Soberlink can help. Soberlink's remote alcohol monitoring system is designed to help you sustain a sober lifestyle while rebuilding trust with loved ones. Small enough to fit in your purse or pocket and discreet enough to use in public. Soberlink devices combine facial recognition, tamper detection, and real-time results. So friends and family know instantly that you're sober and working towards your recovery goals. As a sober coach, I really can't think of a better tool to maintain accountability, strengthen community, improve sobriety to loved ones. Now, you might be thinking like, do I really need this? And honestly, it's different for everybody. I know quite a few people who have had to use this or something like this to prove to their spouses and or family members that they are sober. This does not just affect the person who is the drinker. I mean, a lot of damage happens during your active addiction and accountability needs to take place. And with this tool, you can show that. Let's make 2023 a memorable one. Please visit www.soberlink.com dot com forward slash sober dash vibes to sign up and receive $50 off your device. The link is in the show notes. Check it out. If you do get this device, please feel free to reach out and let me know how it has helped you in your sober journey. So she's still going back. She's being aggressive. And I was like, look, I, I fucking snapped. And I was like, I don't really like how you're coming at me. Like, this is fucking way too much. I'm a good person. If I fucking get something, I will holler at you. Like, I had to get real stern. And when I finally, like, had to speak back, like, the look on her face, she was, like, disgusted that I was speaking to her that way. 
Uh And I was like, with this bullshit at work, people talking to me like this, like I'm not doing it in my own fucking house. Like I will let you know, I don't steal mail. I want you to get your nursing license, but like you like, fuck off. You are way too aggressive at nine in the morning. I was like, you fucking too much. I don't remember what I, but I went ham. Uh Because she just was not. Then she was trying to like come in my house. Yeah, that's a lot for 9 a.m. But yeah, you were pushed because she wasn't listening and didn't because some because people don't take the pause, sister. Yeah, she wasn't taking the pause and she just like was not she was not accepting what I was telling her. Right. But and then here's the reaction. Okay, this is just an assumption, but the reason, but we were we have a pretty good read on people. She came in hot because it could have been a, a case of she waited to the last minute. And needed that nursing license and was just dumbfounded that this was happening to her on a casual goddamn Tuesday morning. And she wasn't getting her way. No, she wasn't getting her way, but you're not going to come and fucking ruin my, like, that's how I woke up. And it was, it it was more aggressive than how I'm like, you know, yesterday I, I articulated it pretty well, but it was. It was just aggressive and her vibe was just like so toxic. And for some reason, she just was triggering the fuck out of me. And I just, you know, off the rip, I was kind. I was like, I was patient. I was listening, even though I was on the defense. And then she kept cutting me off and just was, she was a rude bitch. And then I gave her, then I matched energy and she didn't like that. And like was fucking grasping her pearls and in awe that she was being talked to like that and then I slammed the door in her face because I had had enough I wish she would have kicked like, her no I would have went to I can't court you know, I can't get any more court cases oh man yeah she wasn't having it but that's is a perfect example too of going back to reactive abuse like and then just be kind to people you get so much more out you get if people would understand, if you were nice, you would get so much more out of life. I'm being serious. Like in that situation, cool, cool, Fatima. I will take down your name and number. Like, and that's all that had to I happen. Her, I would have let her in and made her cup of coffee. Like, right. come on up. Let's figure this out. And, but like the way, and who in the fuck is pounding on someone's door like that? Like. Courtney, I thought I was going to open the door. It was going to be a grown man. Like how, how her little myth was making that much noise. I was like, what in the fuck? And then unloading on my doorbell. Like, are you okay? I think I asked her that. I was like, are you okay? Like, is that what is happening down here? It was chaos. Yeah. Chaos. You got to get one. Will you get one of those? What are they? Will you get a ring? So next time Fatima comes, you just say, be gone, bitch. I just talked to her through the doorbell. <laughs> I'm never answering the door for you again on your knock alone, you disrespectful asshole. That was, that was too much. Started my day off real, like, jarring. Yeah. I wasn't right all But that's also, too, like having that energy from a stranger. That's the whole thing. It jarred you to your little core, 
and it just didn't feel right. But, but like how that felt to you yesterday and your time and healing of then, you know, being in a, a type of relationship like that. Isn't it crazy how then you're I, like, God, did I feel like this all the time? I did feel like that all the time. Like, just like, uh, jarred and upset and like it it rattled me and I'm just like Jesus Christ like people are fucking wild and how do you think you're gonna get any type of help or like and you know what the old me the toxic me if I did have that bitch's nursing certificate and she came at me like that I would have fucking ripped it up in front of her like but I'm willing to I would have been like you don't come over to someone's home and start talking to people like I'm your fucking she looked bougie too. She looked very rich. I was like, I'm not your fucking, I'm not the help man. Like, why are you speaking to me this way? Yeah, she was wild and no personal space. Like she was in my doorway. And I'm like all fucking my hair. I probably looked insane. I told her, I was like, girlfriend, I worked like nights. Like I, I was sleeping. What the fuck? Yeah. Didn't she disrespect? I mean, she disrespected your sleep too in your home with one foot in the door. She did, dude. And I don't sleep. So I was pissed that I woke up because then I, you know, it's like, then I can't go back to sleep. Right. I was like, so then I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Fatima, now we are enemies and I don't even know you. Yeah. And I mean, we don't even know it. We just call her Fatima because that's her first name. So there could be a thousand Fatimas out there. We don't, we don't know which one. Oh, I do. I got her last name because I fucking wrote it down, but I can't say it because Fatima is like a Karen and would sue us, but fuck her. That was rude. I don't well, know if that was like a reactive abuse because I mean, like I reacted, but I don't know. I don't think she was like prodding me. You know what I mean? But I definitely reacted to her bullshit. And then she definitely looked at me like I was crazy. She just had no social awareness and or manners. So she got, she got what was coming because by the end, after like going round and round and round and when she questioned me the sixth time, I was like, bitch, I don't know what part you're not listening to. Like, I don't know what's happening here or what you're not hearing, but I don't have any mail. Like I said, I got something from the post office, a change of address, Fatima. (laughs) If I get something, I'll call you. Oh, man. Just some casual stories from the streets. I mean, this bitch pulled up, though, because, like, her Audi was, like, sideways in my fucking driveway. I was like, Jesus Christ, the Fast and the Furious is here and is taking no prisoners. This bitch needs her nurse license. Right. And you're going to be. And then my other thought was, you unhinged piece of shit. You're going to be a nurse. Oh, my God. (laughs) What in the fuck? You're freaking out. Oh, man. Stories from... Right. I think this should be our first stories from the street series. (laughs) I have so many. It's fucking wild. Yeah. So if you are listening to this podcast episode today, please reach out to myself on Sober Vibes on Instagram or my sister. And let us know if you want more of a series called Stories from the Streets. <laughs> I I don't even need the, I don't even think we need to survey that. I think that they do. 
And we got to give the people what they want. Just talking shit. But I will say, if if anyone is in an emotionally abusive relationship, it's tough. Give yourself grace. Forgive yourself. And, you know, with toxic people like that and sick people, what's more effective and what hurts them more to their core is gray rocking them, which is you don't give them like any emotion or it's very blase. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. Okay. And, and, you know, just no reaction because that, that kills them more because they need, they always need a reaction and be it good or bad. It's a source of supply for them and it feeds them. So not giving them anything is really the way to go. And really the way, way to go is just cutting a person, a sick person like that who wants you to be stressed out of your life. Like, oh, who wants to be stressed? Right. And who wants to be someone who wants to inflict stress and pain on you? That needs a move. Yeah. The no reaction thing definitely will will shake them to their core because they won't, they won't get it. But that's also too with, with that one comes when you see it for what it is. Yeah. When you finally have had enough and, you know, obviously if you have someone in your life that you're getting into like these situations with, you obviously care about them and you know, there's feelings involved or there might be kids involved or whatever, but it's not worth the abuse, Mm -hmm. you know? And it takes a lot of a lot of self-awareness and a lot of to not bite on the bait when it's happening. Cause it's hard, dude. Like it's fucking hard. Yeah, it's a cycle you gotta you gotta get out of. Yeah. It's, it's like hard. it's a complete cycle. Well, I like this I like this episode because I think that probably a lot more people are stuck in this type of relationship, whether it's your parents, siblings, gal pal situation, or even a partnership relationship with somebody. So I'm glad we kind of talked about it. And as always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Sister, this podcast, this episode's going out tomorrow and it is almost the end of summer. It's not summer ends in September. Well, we have one more. We have two more weekends. I always say Labor Day weekend is like the last of the summer. Why do you say that? Well, because it kind of is. I mean, it's like, well, for for people who live in the Midwest, like it's just kind of the end. And then it gets into fall. Yeah, but we've had so much rain and stuff. I th- I feel like September is going to be really nice and our summer is going to. We're going to have a nice little pop of weather here and it's going to drag out. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, this is in pure Michigan, like mid-May to about January 2nd. It's the best. Did you have a good summer, sister? Yeah, I've had a good summer. I mean, this was like, I had a productive summer. I mean, I moved. I got another, I started a new job. I just got back from Denver. I was in Denver last week. And so that was fun and positive. I didn't smoke any crack in any dumpsters in Denver. It was crazy too. I did a walk around like my old neighborhood and I was just like thinking about like 
where I was at in my life and all the fuckery when I was living in Denver. And it's like very interesting to see things from like a different perspective and where I'm at now, you know, so I had a great time and then I've been out by my pool a few times, but it's been raining here. It's been weird, this weather. Mm. And, you know, so I'm really setting myself up for some change. So I had a positive summer. I've definitely, it was a lot of work, like moving and, you know, starting new job and kind of transitioning to where I want to be, but I'm definitely setting myself up for some things. So I would say it was a productive summer and I threw in a little bit of fun in there and we've had some family time. We've had some great events. Courtney just had her book launch party the other day. We slayed. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, if you follow her on our sober vibe, she, you know, or my Instagram, we posted some pictures of it and it was a good time. Courtney was out there, Miss Hollywood signing some books here, Black Sharpie signing away at her signing station. So that was super fun. And we got the dictator's birthday uh, mm-hmm. in a couple weeks. It's mm-hmm. Toy Story thing, people. Toy- I'm dressing up as Buzz Lightyear. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. He's going to love it. Yeah, it was a good summer. It was a good summer, I have to say. This was the first summer and and God, for a very long time, I was not tied down to a place that that didn't serve me anymore. And when I say like, and just being in the restaurant industry of, of where I used to work, cause I left that job last fall, right before I turned 40. And it was just n- nice not to be in that environment and, you know, and continue to be present with, with the dictator. And it was a good summer. And yes, the book party was a blast. That was just one of those moments of, I honestly, it was like a pure joy moment, you know? Yeah, for sure. Lots of, I loved it. Yeah, there was lots of good energy and good people in that room. So that is, if you haven't gotten my book yet, Sober Vibes, A Guide to Thriving in Your First Three Months Without Alcohol, click the link in the show notes below, or you can check out Amazon, our Barnes & Noble or wherever books are sold, because it's it's all over these streets now. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start reading mine tonight. I'm excited about it. But yeah. Yeah, it was a good summer. And this was the first summer in five years that I wasn't, that I'm free and out of that relationship to where I was. It's not funny. I'm, you know how we just laugh because we're assholes, but to where I wasn't being emotionally abused and played with like I was a goddamn toy. So no reactive abuse out of me this summer, except for with fucking Fatima. Okay. Fatima, but chill, (laughs) take a chill Fatima. Yeah. But this is the thing, but you were also no longer tied to a situation where it no longer served you. And that is the thing about growth. I think anybody has to understand. I've just look at your life. Even if you've had some like, if you've had some setbacks, you know, with with drinking this past year, but look at how far you have come in just a year. Because when you measure that, it adds up to a whole lot more of just how you are mind, body, and soul and not connected to things that aren't serving you anymore. It's It's a world of fucking difference. So how you are today from a year ago 
And if nothing's changed, then just keep working on it. Yeah, from a year ago, a lot changed. Everything has changed. Yeah, I know, but for you, but for a lot of people, but sometimes a lot of people don't think that they have changed, but you've got to put it in perspective of just like a year. Even that's why I'm saying, even if people had a little bit of setbacks in their sobriety and recovery journey, it doesn't, it that doesn't take away anything from the constant growth you are evolving as in a person in this road. Yeah. Oh, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like sometimes people feel like if they've had relapses, it's like, you know, but that's not the case. Cause if you keep trying and keep trying and keep trying, you're growing and you're moving forward. Yeah. All you got, you know, in this game of recovery, I mean, it's like you just, every day you just have to keep, just keep trying and just like do your best. And the you know, wanting to change and be different and actually like, you know, doing things to make it happen and being proactive and wanting to have a better quality of life. Like that's, that's everything, you know, life happens, things happen. Life is not easy. Life is good, but life is not easy. So it's like, I, you know, I, I always tell people, I actually was talking to this girl from overseas and she was doing but like fabulous. And then some stuff had happened and, you know, she had a two week relapse, but then it stopped and then she snapped out of it. And, but she was being like so hard on herself. And I just said, girlfriend, like words are powerful. Like you're out of it. It happened that you didn't die. Like, cause that's, you know, for the most part, when you go back out there, it's like, it's sometimes it's, you know, it does not end well. And mm-hmm. I said, you know, words are powerful. So the way you talk to yourself, instead of like calling yourself a fucking loser and you, you know, that you proved everyone right this and that, I was like, you got to change your words and the way you speak to yourself. Because if that's what you're saying, like subconsciously, like that's how you think about yourself. And like, you know, even if that's not how you're feeling, try like talking into the mirror to yourself and forgiving yourself. Like, it's okay. Like you're going to give this another go and you're, you're trying, you know, right. Right. It's, it makes me sad when I hear people like, you know, they're just like focused on like the relapse or focus on the, it's like, okay, well that that's already happened. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing you can do about that. That's already happened. But what you can do is, you know, stop dwelling on that and focusing on that because it's negative and like switch it around. But that's like retraining also your brain and like your mindset, like the way the toxic way, like you think and addiction, you know, so that takes a lot of time too. Oh yeah. Well, practice. Yeah. Well, that's practice from what you tell yourself and then what other people have, have viewed relapse as and how it's presented to you. So that's why I just always say learn learn from that bump in the road and go forward and work on what you weren't working on during that real you know during what brought you to that relapse. Right, like learn figure and, out why. Yeah, that learn, happened. Learn and grow. All right, Sister Sledge, great combo. Make sure to if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. If you need any resources or help in your sober journey, please check out all the links in the show notes below. And sister, 
I'll see you another day. All right. Love you. Bye, guys. Be good to yourself. Thank you.